right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 199. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome, and go visit us on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends and be sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, this is a video podcast as well. You can watch the show if you prefer over at our YouTube channel, so be sure to subscribe to that. And for new and or long-time listeners, we have a Patreon where you can support our show at a $1 level called the One and Only $1 Club. So head over to www.patreon.com slash awesome to become a $1 patron and get a free vinyl die-cut sticker from us and a shout out on the show and before we get on with the show we want to give a special thank you to our friend Vince he uh, sent us a, an Amazon gift card um, we will uh, definitely put it towards getting a game or something to apply to the show so it's much appreciated so thank you and uh, we don't ever expect any kind of compensation for us doing this show but we do like to create like we did the Patreon a, a vessel or some sort of back and forth where you guys can give us something if you want but it's uh, never expected but it is certainly always appreciated so thank you very much and with that out of the way jake how are you doing today uh, there's one part of this year that i fucking hate and that's christmas shopping <laughs> that's why i quit doing it a long time ago <laughs> and so like for my brother and my sister-in-law and stuff, we kind of just agreed that we're not doing any sort of like major presents for each other. Right. We're going to do like, uh, you know, probably for him, uh, you know, we'll do something small, practical, you know, something like that. Buy him a hammer. Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or something, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, Sarah's parents, we've kind of gotten out from doing gifts from them because they don't really care for like material presence and stuff. So we just like make a charity donation in their name or, oh, or something nice. like that. Yeah. Um, and then for her and I, we decided that we're not getting each other anything this year. Yeah. We're just going to do stockings. Cause to me, that's way more fun. It's like, see, see what, what little shit fun stuff you can cram into a fucking stocking. Yeah. I mean, unless you buy something crazy, you know, you're going to spend like 30 bucks, but it'll be yeah. more fun to open than, you know, all this crazy shit that maybe you bought something that you thought would be a good idea and you spent a bunch of money and maybe it wasn't or whatever. Sure. But so what we're going to do is we're going to just do these stockings for each other and then maybe buy ourselves a new mattress because we really fucking need one yeah um but the really the only thing that we gotta we gotta do is like for my parents and maybe for sarah's sister and i'm sure sarah could come up with something for her sister but like i don't understand how people buy shit for their parents like i it's hard because well i i guess i guess it's different for us right our parents are both they're they're all retired. Like they're. I think your your dad is he retired? He's not retired yet, but he's getting there. But they're like the, the problem is is they're that financially like, stable. They're well off. Yeah. How do you buy someone something that has everything? You know what I mean? Like it's everything that they need, right? right? It's like okay, well I can you know come up with some 
fucking it's a good problem to have disposable but it is, thing it's though. tough yeah it's it's tricky you know i i always you know and and then you know part of you thinks like well maybe i'll do something creative right maybe i'll do something that's a little more personal creative and then you're just like what what am i in like seventh grade like you know i feel like such a weirdo like what am i gonna do like paint you a picture like hey like one time I- when i <laughs> one time when i was in college i didn't have any money mm-hmm. and so for christmas i made my dad i swear to god i was fucking probably 20 years old yeah and i made my dad a macaroni picture with fucking macaroni and construction paper and a bunch of shit like a card for him that was like something that you would make in kindergarten That's but so I was good. like 20 years That's old so good yeah and he probably has it hanging up in his office somewhere I'm sure. <laughs> no yeah but, uh, yeah I don't know it's 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 weird but it's cool I mean it's I guess it's a good problem to have I I I like the holidays I the older I get the thing that sucks about getting older and we don't have to stick on this because I know people probably get annoyed about us talking about life too much. But it's like the older <laughs> I get, yeah. the more that the more it's like the more I, I'm excited for the holidays and then it's over and I'm disappointed mm. because it doesn't like strike the same chord it did when I was in high school or, or younger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like like I'm looking for that that feeling right but now that we're older it just like blows by there's there's so much responsibility and stuff and you don't get a chance to like hang out and i mean you know typically we we make time to hang out with sarah's family and my family like at least a little bit for for both but it's like i don't know there's something different about it you know it's not as well, pers- I don't want to say it's worse, but yeah. it's it's like it's it loses it's not, its doesn't magic. have the same magic. Yeah, right, 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 yeah right. exactly. And I wonder too, Jake. Now, uh, neither of us have children, and I wonder if if we had kids, if we would look at it differently. I think I probably would. You know, like I think like if probably. I had a kid, like I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to have them rip open these fucking gifts under the tree. Like it's going to be so much fun. You know, probably. Yeah, and like my nephew is, he'll be. Th- three in may yeah and uh you know we do stuff with him or whatever but even him like my brother's like you know buy him something if you want but like he's not we have so many that. fucking toys it's insane so like but you know my brother's kind of like that but you know it's just and they also they don't have a very big house so it's mm-hmm. like and and nolan is like the only grandchild on either side of the family yeah, so, so he's spoiled like they're inundated with fucking <laughs> toys and all this kind of crap and <laughs> so i'm not surprised he's, he's probably like wading through tonka trucks and shit trying to get to his desk in the basement to work that's, and it's, that's hilarious i'm sure it's fucking annoying yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah so yeah when it comes to christmas shopping jake I, we haven't done anything we're going on that trip to north carolina like i mentioned before um you know, we're we plan on we like to buy local, so we were going to try to go downtown and like buy some stuff from local shops and stuff. This past weekend, that didn't happen. I was busy with I had a concert Friday. I was just out in Youngstown, Ohio last night playing a show, and uh, actually, our listener LJ stopped by. Uh, he was in the area and stopped by to see our band play, which was awesome. So it was good to see LJ. So thanks for coming out, LJ, if you're listening. But yeah, so we it's like one of those things where, and then today I'm having. Uh, some 
uh, drain issues in my house. So there's always something, right? So anyways, the plan is this week at some point to get downtown, buy. We're, we're going small, right? So we're going to celebrate Christmas down in North Carolina with uh, Chelsea's mother and uh, brother-in-law and sister, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Chelsea and I are going to make the trip down there, taking the dog. We're going to be down there for about 10 days or so, you know. And it's going to be a real simple, simple gift exchange, like probably 20 bucks you know, per person gift. That's it. Like we're not going crazy. And then while we're down there, the plan is, is now because we're going to be down there for Christmas is that we've extended the amount of time that we can actually shop for my folks and family. So we're going to do, make that, use that as an excuse to go out to some different places in North Carolina, do some shopping for them. So I've, I've extended my shopping time by taking this trip. So that it was strategically played. I think I, I wish I, the guy I work with, he, not like the whole year, but he was telling me that he like probably starting in like June will just keep an eye out. And oh, when he man. sees something, he'll just pick it up and like he'll put it in the, put it away yeah. for like Christmas present or whatever. I wish I had. I'm sitting here fucking complaining and I've got literally like three people I have to buy this for. <laughs> like I can't imagine, you know, when we do these and I haven't even thought about like I'm going to a family Christmas this year. I I might be included in some fucking Secret Santa thing I don't know anything about, so I might have to think about that. You too. missed the memo. But, uh, yeah, that's the worst. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. It's but all that said, <laughs> I am looking forward to it. I think you know. I think you said you leave on Friday, right? So yeah. Um and and I have to work the following Monday, but other than that, I've got basically all of two weeks off for the holidays. Ooh, buddy. So. It, it's nice to have the time to relax Reset. and be able to just sort of chill out and take some time to focus on family a little bit and try not to. My biggest problem is I got to try not to focus on just doing shit around the house and spend some time relaxing. Learn how to put your feet up, man. People like you and I just don't know how to stop. That's the problem. And, and it's it's super important for your mental health and for your physical health, too. Like just... You know, don't inundate yourself with that stress. Now, some of the stuff that you and I do is how we deal with stress, but some of the stuff can cause stress as well, you know, when you have too big of a laundry list. But anyways, let's talk about games, Jake. Um, I haven't been playing anything, but I did play, and I want to talk about it with you because I asked you to try it, was the Unreal Engine 5 tech demo of The Matrix Resurrection. Well, do you want do you want me to just kind of mention the couple of games I've been playing first, and then we can talk about that? Yeah, why don't you do that? That's all I've done in the past week because I've been busy. Okay, so. yeah. So, so obviously, I'd mentioned before I've been playing the Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Nothing new there. I mean, it's the same old shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wednesday, Halo Infinite came out, and since then, I've been playing that. And man, have you ever played a Halo game, Fred? If I have, it's I- been years. Like yeah, I, I know that I know that you don't care for the Xbox platform, and that's I just hate fine, their controller. That's the only reason. I have nothing against the system. I just hate the controller. Yeah, I it's I think that like if you did have an opportunity to play it, I think you would really like the Halo games. Yeah. But like it's it's really good. It's like they they made it open world, which is a little bit strange, but mm-hmm. it kind of works. My biggest problem with it, and then I'll shut up about it, is. Uh, I don't understand, for whatever reason, the the look, 
the aiming controls just seem fucking wrong. Like not not the controls, the feel. Yeah. So like have you ever have you ever played like a first person shooter or a first person game that was made by a company that isn't like a master of first person controls. Yeah, it's terrible. And it like feels sloppy and like you you can't you're not really it's hard to be precise it and feels all that like kind of stuff. Input lag, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've encountered that with Halo Infinite and with um I think Halo 5, I had the same problem with. And that's both so of those games were developed by 343. And the thing that's weird is that if you go into the settings Halo has the most in-depth feel, like look-feel settings that you can do, like that I've ever seen in a video game. Like you can adjust like the acceleration as you rotate, how quickly it accelerates. You can adjust the dead zone. You can adjust, you know, all this kind of stuff. And part of me is wondering is like, you know, they have the defaults in there. And the defaults feel like fucking garbage to me. So it's like part of me is wondering if the act of putting all of this adjustment in there kind of made it a little bit wonky. And I have (laughs) to fine tune all the little bits and bobs to get it to where I can actually play it. Like I literally spent probably an hour and a half fucking tweaking sliders to try and get the game to just feel right when I play. And I always wonder like, why can't a game... Like, just before this, the last shooter I played was Far Cry 6, and that felt fucking awesome. Mm. It felt spot on to me. So it's like, why... In Doom Eternal is another game. It's like, it feels so good to play that game. It's just, these controls are super snappy. And it's like, why is it... Like, why can't you just take that and put it in this game? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, right. I'm i sure it's harder... Someone's figured out the, the secret, right? Like, someone knows the recipe. Yeah. Like, why can't well, you and just part copy of it, and paste it? <laughs> Well, part of it, too, is like, okay, Halo is much slower than Doom is, right? Just in general movement, the way that the, it's floatier, like, mm. you don't probably, maybe for the experience, maybe they don't want the controls to be that fucking snappy. Yeah. But for me, it's like, like, I want it to be as quick and snappy as possible. Like, when I move the stick, I want it to go there. I don't want it to, like, ramp up to speed and then right. fucking get there. You know what I mean? It's... And I'm, I know people that, like, only play Halo are probably so used to it that they don't really care. And maybe a part of it, too, and I haven't thought about this all that much, but maybe part of it, too, is I'm playing it on an Xbox One and not, like, a, the one of the new consoles. So maybe there is, like, a smidge of lag. But the game otherwise runs at, like, a great 30 frames. It's not 60, so it's, you know, it could be better. But it still runs really well, surprisingly, for a base Xbox One. I don't know. I mean, we don't have to talk about this anymore. I just thought, like, it's an interesting point that, that like, a game... I'm just surprised at the way that it feels. And I haven't read anything in any of the reviews and stuff that I've watched that have been like, oh, the look-feel is weird in right. this game. Like, I... Like, I want somebody to be like, okay, I just got done playing fucking Call of Duty and then I played Halo Infinite and it feels weird. Like, I want to see somebody no else say that. Because for me, it's like, like, I haven't read, I mean, now granted, I haven't gone out and read like a thousand reviews for Halo Infinite or watched that many videos on it. I've done maybe a handful, but I don't know. It's just really bizarre. And, and I always wonder about that too. And like, even looking at Skyrim, 
Skyrim is one of those examples of games where it's like, okay, the first person feel is, was like the, you know, that's like one of the lower priorities. Same with game. Fallout, about, right? Yeah. yeah, think about Fallout. Like Fallout 4 was a little better, but remember how shitty the shooting was in Fallout 3. So bad. That's why they that's why they added in all the VAT and system and, and all that, that kind of stuff. And I'll say that Deus Ex also had terrible first-person stuff. Right. Like, so it's like right. those weird, like, it's like if a game isn't primarily like a first-person shooter, then that's always kind of like an afterthought, getting that stuff tightened in. So, you know, for as easy it is for us to criticize there is some sort of magic touch that these developers have. They either have it or they don't. Like, So it's really yeah. interesting, though, that Halo, because it is known as a first-person shooter that feels weird to you. Now, it could be, like you said, an older game where you know maybe there is some lag going on. Because I know when I had Tomb Raider 2, the Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I think. I think it was Shadow. Maybe it was Rise. Whatever. The second one was in that trilogy. I was so excited to play it, but there was this undeniable la- input lag, and I couldn't figure it out. And I said, like, "God, this, this just feels so shitty." And I got online, but like everyone was echoing what I was feeling online. Like, like this is almost unplayable. Like it was. Didn't they end up fixing that? Though? They did, but when it came out, it was like a real thing, and it's like it was a mess. It was yeah. bad, and it's like so. I wonder if there's. It's hard to say with Halo with you what's going on, but I feel like a game as big as Halo, though, like there would be freaking should be fine tuned, right? Mountains rumbling if if on the internet if there was a problem with that. So I I think part of it too is like people are used to. I think there's different styles, right? You know, like I was mentioning about Doom Eternal versus some is personal Skyrim or something like that, where it's like. Maybe the people that play Halo, they like that feel where it's like when I'm aiming, I'm just slamming the stick all the way over and, and not doing it like really precise movements with the with the right stick. So Whereas like for me, yeah. I like just kind of twitch. the. Twi- I, like, I prefer the twitchiness. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. The it's like, pl- you know, it's like playing with really low sensitivity mm. where you have to like fucking mash the stick to get everything to move. And maybe people are really good at that, yeah. but it's just not for me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, all right. Matrix yeah. Thing. Matrix. So this was interesting, right? So this was, uh, this is, yeah, what the fuck was this? Like, this was just totally random. Did they announce out this of nowhere. at some point? No. So it's my under. Yeah. They announced this at the game awards. So what, what's interesting is, is so Unreal Engine 5, we've seen some tech demos, right? And one was like a, a, a character walking through like this ca- this cave. It looked fantastic. They talked about how the lighting works, how you can procedurally generate this stuff, and it just works, and it's beautiful. And some people are like, all right, great, that's cool. But, I mean, the, the cave's not moving, so can you do this with objects that are more interactive or moving stuff? And they're like, yeah, you can. And people are like, yeah, right, whatever. So it was kind of like a proof of concept. So Unreal kind of felt the need to show that this does run on the new consoles and it works really well. And it's really fascinating. So I I, I saw the guys at Digital Foundry were going nuts about it. People on Push Square, I think, were going nuts about it. People on Reddit were going nuts about it. And they were just like, this is a game? And I, and I saw a couple of video clips of it, and I'm like, I gotta download this fucking thing. I gotta see what this is about. And of course, we both have PS5s. So I download it, and I sent you a message. Man, you gotta try this. So at first, you know, in the, in the not to get too meta, but the, the story of the Matrix is, is like, what's real and what isn't real, right? So 
this thing kicks off with Keanu Reeves. And, uh, you know, at one point he starts talking to you, breaks the wall. He's talking to the, the gamer, you, you're sitting down there, you're playing. And he's talking about, you know, we don't know what's real, what isn't real. And his face morphs into like a young Keanu Reeves. And then it's like back to regular Keanu Reeves. And you're like, okay, see, this looks really good. And it, but I'm pretty sure that that's that's just Keanu. I think it's digital, like movie magic. Yeah, I think yeah. it's digital Keanu Reeves talking to me. There's no way that that's a ren that that's like actually him. And then uh, there's a part where he walks over to a mirror and he looks in the mirror, and then the guy in the mirror is like, "So do, do you know what's real? Is this real?" And apparently that is actually Keanu Reeves, like video of him. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell the difference. And I thought at that point that was just a render again. I thought it was like video game Keanu Reeves. It's that. So so which which one was the video and which one was the render? The one in the mirror is the real one, I believe. Oh, and then the, and the other one is the render. Yes. Wow. That's really, that's impressive. Because I was I'm wondering why sure. they did. I, want, I was wondering why they did yeah. that, that little scene where it showed where he was talking to himself in the mirror. And if that's true, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it starts off with that. Um, I'm looking it up right now because I don't want to misspeak for the listeners because it's really, it's really wild. Um, so after that, it kind of puts you into a car chase scene, which kind of felt like a like a quick time event, you know. And you just shooting out tires, and uh, you know it, that wasn't as impressive. I mean, yeah, it looked fantastic, but like when you limit what the player can do, you got to wonder how much trickeries going on behind the scenes you know um and it's it's interesting because the guys on digital foundry said like like if you play an uncharted game right and then you know the scenes where nathan drake's like running towards you and like that one scene especially number three where that vehicle's chasing him through the alleyway and it blows up eventually and it wrecks it always wrecks the exact same way because it was made by animators. Like that mm-hmm. whole thing was animated by you know by hand or by however. It always wrecks the same way. But in that scene where you're shooting out tires on those cars, those cars wreck different every single time because it's what they're they're calling chaos like physics or something built into Unreal. Yeah. So it's it's taking the need for anim- animators to spend as much time on making sure a thing like crashes or does whatever believably because it just knows how to do it. I think so uh, the way I understand it and I'm so far from a tech person like if you've ever made like a website you understand what CSS is it's like a script that you put around your whole page so it's like anything within this tag will look this way anything within this tag will, will format this way so essentially Unreal Engine 5 you can set conditions to certain instances and it just applies across the board so you just set them like one time so you don't have to rewrite the code every single time right so you put in your your collision code or you put in your blah 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 code and you apply it to certain blocks in the game or whatever and this chaos uh physics thing is a thing built into unreal engine and a lot of the assets that they used in this in this matrix demo are going to be just included free with unreal engine 5 which is incredible because a lot of it looks fantastic so and then the world is actually procedurally generated based on based on uh, constrictions that they put on this Unreal. They're like, okay, so you know, here are all these like things that could be buildings, right? These are spaces for buildings. Uh, we want you to use 
X range of textures, X range of this, this between this range and this range of height. Uh, here's where we could have roads. Build it. Just fucking build it. And then Unreal Engine takes this kind of CSS script and just applies it. And they said they've up into the demo before they released it, they said they had they had rebuilt this city two times a week just to see what it would do. And it just kept and the cool thing is is that car chase scene takes place in the city. So I'm not sure what kind of magic is going on here, but the draw points are ridiculous. I don't know if you did the, if you checked out the just the amount of traffic and cars and people they have this this human uh, filter or something that they can put onto people that they just kind of like do people things and and it just works it doesn't you don't see a lot of repeated motions or movements while they're there they're less obvious and like when I was in this world on the free drive so at the end you get to just kind of free roam this huge city and I'm going around like, why does this look and feel different? Now, granted, it's a tech demo, so not, it's not like butter smooth as far as some of the animations getting in and out of cars. You can only get into certain cars. The the cars don't handle great because they're not you know they're not riding Gran Turismo, Grand Theft Auto, or anything. But it's more of a tech demo to show off what you can do with Unreal Engine Five, and it's just like. I've, they give you the option to fly, so I floated way up above the city, and I'm looking out of the fucking draw distance, and I'm seeing cars moving like so fucking far down the road like to the point that you'll never need to have a draw distance further and it's like they do disappear way down the path but the fact that you can see them disappear further than you would ever need to is like okay so this is like up this is just upping the the entire game here like this is it's it's literally and what i was telling lj yesterday we talked about it at the concert i said the pun is intended it's a game changer this shit is crazy like it's and the guys at digital foundry were going nuts yeah it's the the honestly it's not the i think when everybody thinks about on the new unreal engine right whether it's you know from two to three from three to uh four from four to five Everyone talks about the graphics, yeah. the graphics, yeah. the graphics. The graphics are not, I mean, the graphics are impressive, but they're not the fucking fanciness about the Unreal Engine 5. The The real fucking deal about UE5 is the fucking AI and how impressive it is mm. in terms of building the worlds procedurally for the game developers. Yeah. Now, to be fair, that doesn't mean... I think people might be a little bit scared that there's going to be like a whitewashing of games because everything's going to look the same, right? Because everything's going to look the same because AI is just going to develop it. And that doesn't, this isn't saying that the developer doesn't have input over how the worlds are developed. But if it's like, okay, I want to make a, let's say, a, a, a dungeon, let's say a, a, a lush a dungeon, right? <laughs> For example, right? And they're like, okay, uh, I'm going to develop. You know, a few sets of like doors, a few sets of like stone corridors and things like that. And then what Unreal Engine 5 will do is it'll take that and it'll generate a whole dungeon by making slight variations automatically on all of that stuff and developing it for you. Mm-hmm. And it's impressive. I mean, it's it's really, really impressive. And the cool thing is, is that it's going to allow teams that are not you know, a thousand people strong to make bigger, more blockbuster experiences. You could have a team of like 20 or 30 guys Mm -hmm. making a really impressive quote unquote, triple a experience 
that they normally wouldn't be able to do because they don't have fucking a hundred animators and and uh, graphic like artists designers, making sure. assets and everything, right. right? So it's it's really really cool. And and I'll be honest with you, like I didn't know how much of it was AI generated mm-hmm. in terms of the demo right. when I was playing it. And it's one of those things where, you know, I played it a little bit. I, I played it for probably maybe a half an hour, just ran around the world, like driving around, smashing into stuff. Because to me, the most impressive part graphically was two things. One, I felt like the when you switched it to nighttime, I don't know if you oh, did that. Oh, I didn't know you could. Yeah. Well, you have to, if you look at the map, if you press options and you look at the map, mm-hmm. there are two um, little dots on the map that are yellow and a bunch of red ones. The red ones all just give you like little information about Unreal Engine 5. But the two yellow ones, if you go to them, it'll allow you to switch it from day to night. Okay. And the the lighting and the reflections and the ray tracing and all that shit just looked fucking awesome. And the other thing that I thought was really <laughs> cool was the collision effects mm. of like the cars and like the stuff falling off the cars and everything. And I guess if I had to pick a third thing, it would be that, and this is even more impressive considering that it's, it's dynamically generated, is if you go into the fly mode, right, mm-hmm. and you fly up the side of a building, you can, like, look into people's apartments, and there's, like, shit in there, and, like, there's not people in there wandering around, right? right. But there's, like, fully fleshed out, like, apartments and, like, rooms and so stuff wild. that you can look into in these buildings, and, and we're talking thousands of buildings in this demo. Right. Like thousands. And, and to be fair, when I was just running around the world and you're just in third person, you're just running around doing a thing, right? You're just going from A to B. Hey, you can't do anything it, else. It doesn't, to be fair, it doesn't look any more impressive than, say, Miles Morales. But if you actually stop and take a ten, pay attention to the details, like I said, about looking into the windows and things like that, you realize, like, wow, this game is really deeply, it's, like, deeply generated, yeah. where there's so much detail that the average player is not going to fucking notice. Yeah. But if you were to stop and take a look at it, you'd be like, oh, wow, like, they put this in there. Yeah. And it's, it, in the end, like, People are going to get are spoiled by game graphics now, where like like games can't graphically look like much better much than they better already do. They do. Need to look, yeah. So they're going to improve the details in the game, mm-hmm. and and I think that this is something that's going to be really impressive. Now, like if somebody's looking for a game to play, this Matrix thing is it's not a game. Nothing. It's not really that fun to play or, or wander around. But the the technical demo is is impressive and i'm excited to see like maybe in a couple of years when like the next like the first like game to really take advantage of it i i'm excited to see what it looks like yeah you know and what 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 that means i don't know maybe it'll be a um you know a, a shooter or maybe it'll be like the next Imagine if maybe like the next Grand Theft Auto is made. Because I mean, this, why right? wouldn't they at this point? I mean, they can just build a city that easily. I mean, it's just right. it's so ridiculous. Like, because like think about Grand Theft. Like we're talking about Grand Theft Auto. They take like fucking ten years to release a game. But if they can use UE five and say like, oh well, you know, we can make a city 
in a course of six months Mm -hmm. because we just develop all the parameters and then tweak the AI to get what we want out of it. And then now it's like, okay, let's say we make a Grand Theft Auto game in like three or four years, but you've got like five or six fucking cities you can go to. You've got Mm. like, like it could be so massive yeah. in terms of what you can generate in such a short period of time. I think it's really impressive. Yeah. The, just to piggyback on what you said, like, yeah, I wouldn't, it's not a cause for concern for gamers because yeah, while the AI can generate a generic dungeon and have it look pretty cool and make alterations to it, the developer at the end of the day can still go in and tweak every little asset um, and, and make it exactly what they want it to be. So you can still maintain your 100% creative vision. It's just kind of speeds up the whole process that's what's so exciting about it and uh yeah i just the other thing too like i don't know like i know you said it's just like miles morales but there's something about this that it feels like there's just so many people and so many cars everywhere like i yeah i don't know that oh, no no that that part of it is very impressive i just i'm just referring to strictly graphically okay, yeah. like as you're walking through the world the, right the anime and to be fair like you said it's a tech demo the animations aren't like tightened up yeah. like it isn't you know what i mean so so like if you were just wandering through this and you weren't let's say you were like a just some Joe blow off the street that doesn't know or care about tech or anything. And he's just fucking, Oh, I just played miles Morales. And now I'm walking through the right. streets of, you know, whatever Whateverville. It, it's, Whateverville. it's like, okay, you know, there's, there's more cars and there's more people, but it doesn't impress me any more than fucking miles Morales. Yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just so, there's just so much, uh, congestion. It is cool that they give you those tools to be able to like go through all the options and change like how many cars and change the angle of the sun to see the light changing and And it's all real time. It just tweaks it real time. Yeah and they they do like the they have the filters that show like the actual like particle effects Mm -hmm. and like the there's the one that's like all the floating boxes which is I think how they like they're like okay here is a box that's like like it represents a car right right? and then it automatically generates what that car is going to be with ai Mm -hmm. but the game just knows that there's this box fucking wandering around the city and then the engine builds the car that goes on top of it so it's it's pretty cool so what's interesting too because you mentioned the collision effects they had to do some trickery because those uh those boxes have a name for them and uh i forget what they're called nanites or something uh, but the boxes have a name and there can be so many of them but the problem is is the collision when the collision happens they had to make it actually change to uh, a non-nanite asset when the collision occurs to make the collision to work so you can't so like the so there still are some things are working out so like you know there are limitations but ultimately it can be still utilized. You know what I mean? They did it to make the collision oh. work and they look fine. So, I mean, it's not, I, it's, it's a I step mean, honestly, in the right direction. Honestly, if they, if developers just used this to be able to generate the worlds and not necessarily all the cars and people and animated objects, right? That's still fucking amazing. Time saver. And to, to kind of add to what you were saying like i did notice like the one place that i noticed that there was slowdown is if i smashed into a bunch of fucking cars yeah, yeah. you know what i mean where it's like because i i would basically just get in a car get really fast and just smash into things to mm. see what the crash effects looked like and it looked awesome but like you said it does 
slow things down a little bit and you can tell that like some of those crash kind of anim- like animations or changes to the models are there's not a ton of them so yeah. it's like you could see that like when you smashed a car like it it like smashed up the same way mm-hmm. almost every time which is but again this is a tech demo like you can build on this and you can make it way better and you can optimize it so it it oh god I'm, fuck it uh that's why people need to watch exciting. the podcast you almost just fell it was hilarious yeah <laughs> all right let's let's move on jake Jake, so uh, you put together the notes for today's show, and I thank you for that. Um, there, uh, the Video Game Awards happened, and along with that, a lot of announcements are made every year. This was a, a live video game. We talked about a couple shows ago how they were going to have it in person. They, it happened on Thursday. We're recording this on Sunday. There was a lot. The, a lot of looking at like Reddit and different uh, comments and people's opinions of the Game Awards was like, well it was way longer than we wanted but like it's just like you know i'm starting to believe that gamers are the hardest people to please just in general yeah, like 100 hardest people to please i don't understand but i feel like that is the case i mean like you know had it been too short they would have been bitching so what's the perfect length for the game awards you know what i mean i don't know that you know we've been in covid for two years lockdown and people you know to be fair we're in december so things are really slow right now for games so what the hell why not have a long game awards and look at all the different stuff i mean not everything's going to be your favorite game but it was long i fell asleep during it and i actually yeah i didn't watch it i just i I mean generally mm -hmm. every year i don't watch it i just do the recap because it's it's too long and to be honest with you i almost like I'm looking at like the list of the game of the, like the the winners of the game awards and I'm like imagine how much better this show would be if they just fucking chopped off all of the awards and just did the announcements like it would have cut the show in half yeah they'd have been like an hour an hour and a half long right and then I mean obviously you couldn't call it the game awards right but uh you know it 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 could have it could be because to me, most gamers only care about the announcements. That's why they think it's long, right? They're like, okay, I don't give a shit that, you know, fucking... Genshin Impact uh, won best mobile game. Yeah. Yeah, like, who who cares, right? <laughs> it, it's literally... It's literally that they're like, okay, I want to know. It's like why they tune into E3. I want to know what the fucking new games are. Like, what's this? What's the? What do you guys, Bogart? I want to see what what you have to show. You know that. Yes, I want to see. Welcome to the PS. This is awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman, and I'm Jake Peters, and we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our tenth year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012 where we discuss and speculate on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. 
So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, Podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This is awesome. So, real quick, and because we know that no one cares, let's at least just give credit to Hayes Light because they did get uh, Game of the Year with It Takes Two. Mm-hmm. And then um, I do think that Forza, Jake, you said you wanted to win something. They won the best audio design. And- Which is, that was what I was talking about with like the, the radio mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty, I was glad to see that they Called won it. that. Yeah, that's cool. So, and then best indie game went to Kena Bridge of Spirits, which is awesome. Um, so, that's cool. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we it's up to, to you. I don't, I don't no. know that we necessarily need to read down this whole fucking No, list, we're not going to. But, um, but, like, some standout kind of things, I guess, for me was, yeah, Forza Horizon 5 got three awards which is pretty cool mm-hmm. again i know it's not a playstation thing but it's 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 nice to see because there's this debate going on right now about game of the year and how a game like forza horizon 5 or even like gran turismo 7 like let's say gran turismo 7 is the best fucking game ever made it's never going to win game of the year because it's a racing game right it's too and niche. it doesn't it doesn't appeal to everybody, too which is kind of shitty niche. if you think about it, right? Yeah. I mean, when you look at something like the Oscars, you, you think about some of those movies that win uh, that win Best Picture, and it's not like they're movies for everyone. Usually, like the movie that wins Best Picture is some fucking weird ass like off the beaten path indie film that just happened to be kind of a hit. It's an, it's it's not like every year fucking Guardians of the Galaxy won best picture. Right, they because, never win that you, stuff. You know, so so it's weird that the game of the, the game awards kind of. I mean, to be fair, the, the the I just thought the nominations were just not good this year. Yeah. And I mean, we didn't have the best year in gaming. I guess I could say we could say, but I just feel like they could have. Like, to me, it's like it should almost be a bracket, right? Like a tournament, right? They should have, like, uh, like they have on here, they have uh, best ongoing game, best indie game, best mobile game, best VR game, best action game, best action adventure game, best RPG, best fighting, best family, best strategy, best sports. Imagine if they just picked, like, eight of these categories mm-hmm. and they did a fucking bracket and it's like, okay, well these are the ones that won like these categories or just, you know, it doesn't even need to be a bracket, but let's say these are the ones that won these categories. And then the winners of those games are all the nominees for game of the year. And it's like, okay, these are the best in their fucking genres for what they've done. Yeah. For what they've done. Those games should be considered for game of the year. Not like not four options. Yeah. Not like another random list that's like, okay, these random games are game of the it year. Would like, to me, it just yeah. seems silly. It would slim it down for sure. I kind of agree. that, But, but I mean, then again, you got to figure like they want advertisement money and they want they want to make yeah. the spectacle. So the less categories you have, the less community involvement, 
and it gets it is basically a marketing show i mean it really is yeah and that's why that's why we got all the all the game announcements so let's talk about the game announcements but congrats to haze light that's kind of cool they won game of the year that's that's they're not even like a really big company they were part of that ea play thing though this year whatever ea kind of published that game so they got some extra before before we move on i do want to say that i am stoked that returnal got best action game oh yeah yeah that's good because I wasn't sure that it would show up on the list at all. And because it was so kind of uh, controversial almost, just in how difficult it was and the lack of saving and all this kind of shit. Yeah. But I'm glad that it it got something. And best action game is, I guess, a good category for yeah, it. Yeah, so no particular order, Jake. Let's just talk about, and we're looking at Push Square's little article here about everything that was announced at the Game Awards. Before we get into it, Give me, I'll give you two games that stuck out to me that I didn't even know were being made that I saw. And I was just like, that's rad. So one is called Have a Nice Death. It, it's like an action platformer that looks like maybe Souls-like. It's like Cyber cyber Shadow-ish. Uh, but the graphics are, fan, the art direction's fantastic looking. It looked really, really cool. And then at the very end, there was a game called Ark Raiders that's an online co-op game, third person, where you're just battling these huge fucking robots with guns and stuff and these drones in the woods just shooting lights down and stuff. It looked so cool. It's going to be a free-to-play online co-op game, and it's coming to PS5. And that game looked awesome. I have no idea really if it's going to be good, but it, it was a great showing. I didn't even know it existed. So those two games kind of got my attention at the Game Awards as far as announcements go. There were some other things that looked good, but those two caught me completely, uh, as they say, with with my pants down because I did not know that they were even being made or they were even real games. So And they looked really cool. What about Yeah, I, I forgot to – you had mentioned it. I had forgot to look up Have a Nice Death. I'm just like watching a little gameplay video of it now. It looks fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really. It, I, cool. I don't know. Depending on, it might be really fucking hard. It looks like it could be. A really lot of hard. those games are, yeah. But uh, yeah, so the Ark Raiders game. Just to comment on on your picks. Uh, I really liked the aesthetic of the trailer. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I liked the the um oh the like if you if you if you click on the. If you click on the link for Arc Raiders in that that Push Square article that lists all the um, that lists all the announcements yeah. for PlayStation, and the listeners can go to Push Square and find it. I'm sure it's there. Right. It's 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 like one of the first things you can see on there. But like the the thumbnail yeah, for the looks YouTube so rad. trailer is so sick looking. It's got that like 70s sci fi aesthetic. Where yeah, it's the, yeah, it looks like an it's old the fucking rainbow. Looks like an old and, arcade like, cabinet, right? Yeah, it, it it reminds me a lot of uh, Headlander, which had that same kind of aesthetic, which I wish more more games would use because it's so fucking cool. It's such a classic. Like the only other the only other one that I can think of that used a similar aesthetic was. Uh, do you remember uh, Deadly Tower of Monsters? No. Do you remember this at all? No. It was like you were playing a sci, a classic sci-fi movie. Okay. And you had you. It was like a third person, almost like isometric. I don't remember kind of that game. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, Art Creators does look cool. I mean, the fact that it's a, it looks like it's a co-op online kind of 
monster hunter kind of game but maybe for robots mm. is pretty interesting i don't know if it's something that's for me but it looks really cool yeah, the website is arcraders.com a-r-c-r-a-i-d-e-r-s.com that game looked awesome so games for me like a couple games that stood out for me that i'll uh comment on is so i'm stoked to see that quantic dream is doing a star wars game yeah they're they're it's called Eclipse, and there's been some rumors that they've been doing this for a while, but I think, Fred, you were, and I'm both, we're both fans of Beyond Two Souls, not Beyond Two Souls. Uh, Detroit. Detroit Become Human. Yeah. And obviously, we both really liked Heavy Rain, mm. which was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyond Two Souls, I couldn't really get into, but I think it was it was kind of a low point for them. But the the trailer for the Star Wars, the new Star Wars game, looks really cool. I don't know what it means, but obviously, graphically, it looks impressive as all Quantic Dream games tend to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that I saw in here that I thought was really cool looking, or wasn't really cool looking, but was excited about, was Alan Wake Two uh, was announced for PS Five, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Uh, Alan Wake, I, they just released the the, remat- the remastered version of the original game on PS5. And I remember really liking that game. I haven't played the remastered version. I know some people are saying that like maybe it doesn't hold up very well, but I am excited to see what they're going to do with the sequel. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. And then the, the last thing that I'll mention, I mean, we can, we can go down the list and kind of list everything. That sure, was, sure. Announced, but like standout. Uh, I know where you're going to this. Fucking Space Marine yeah. 2. Yeah, I didn't see which, this at the uh, at the Game Awards, and then you sent me that link, dude. I can't believe this is uh, happening. Go ahead. This is one of those like things that where, <laughs> where you know, typically we talk about games that we really like that aren't mainstream games on the podcast, and never, ever does anything come out of any of it. I mean, like, especially nothing this kind of off the beaten path. Right. But... Literally, since we started the podcast almost 200 episodes ago, yeah, we've talked about how I remember you said, Check out this fucking game because we got it on PS Plus, mm-hmm. like, like one of the first games we got on eight PS years Plus. ago, you nine like, years ago. You were like, Check this out, it's supposed to be really good. I'm playing it, whatever. So, I checked it out, and we both, since the start of the podcast, have been like, Warhammer 40k Space Marine is fucking awesome. It was, and like, it was it, awesome. It, it's been like a PSTIA fucking meme for the past <laughs> 10 years and they just announced that they're making a sequel out of the blue Live, out of the blue totally randomly I don't know that there was even a rumor about no this, Warhammer Space Marines which is, 2 which is awesome yeah. I'm so excited I hope it's I hope it's not like a foot in mouth kind of moment where the sequel comes out and it's fucking trash but it looks like right at the end, they show like some smash cuts of gameplay, and it looks it just looks, like the first one. It looks so, so good. So I'm stoked. I'm so stoked. I'm all in, dude. I'm so happy you sent me that. I was at work and you sent me that text, and you're like, "Look at this" or something like that. But the link didn't have a title on it, and I was like, oh, "Okay, Jake never sends me anything." And I look, and it's like Warrior Space Marines do. I was like, "What the fuck?" It's like, "Is this real? <laughs> Is this real?" Because I didn't see. Because I, like I said, I fell asleep during the game awards. I didn't even know that that was announced, but. Yeah, yeah, this is one we'll probably regret even talking about because watch the game come out and suck, but I really liked the first one. It'd be like if they came out with a Richard 2 or something. Like, you know, it was just out that of the That would be that would be the only other game that they could come out with that would be like 
PSTIA mm. lore would be fucking Richard too. I think we've willed Space Marines too. Just all of our conversations about it have been thrown into the world, <clears throat> into the nether world, and like it's just kind of we made it happen somehow. Because I, I don't think anyone talks about Space Marines like we have. I haven't heard honestly. I mean, I listen to a couple of different gaming podcasts, and I I haven't heard a single person mention Space Marine in literally almost ten years. Yeah, it's wild. But it was such a, it was such a good game. All right. Well, so yeah, Alan Wake, uh, Warner Brothers announced Wonder Woman for PS5. I don't really care about any more superhero games. I will say that the best narrative game, uh, harken back to the awards, was the Gar- Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Got had the best narrative. Which was right. interesting. I really want to try that game. Anyways, yeah, I I think I'd like to try it too. Uh, maybe I've already got. I can't. I I mean, I wish I could play more games for the audience, but I just can't play more than one game at a time. It's just too hard for me to split my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I would like to do Guardians of the Galaxy, but I've already got after Halo. I got Mass Effect locked in likely for my uh my vacation starting on that i have so. over 20 games on my backlog that i i, I think i had 19 on mine yeah, mine's so about 20 it's it's pretty impressive but yeah wonder woman is one of those games where it's like okay this could be really cool and i'm interested in it but it was just like a cg trailer it was it was like that's the first very first announcement trailer for Miles Morales where it just showed like some lightning and then like a and then like Miles Morales's face and then it just like cut out. That's basically all this was, but right. instead it was like like snatches of a glimpse of Wonder Woman. And this is going to be Monolith. Uh, they're doing it. The same people who did Middle Earth, uh, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War. So it could be good. I mean, it could be good. People really like Shadow. Of those Mordor, games were fine. So. Yeah, they were fine. I, those games, the Shadow, the, those Lord of the Rings games, to me, they they seemed a little aimless at times. Like you're just wandering around this world, and like mm. the the cool thing that they did implement was like that whole um, the Nemesis system. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, the Nemesis system yeah. was really cool. So that was kind of a creative thing that they the Monolith came up with. That was really cool. Um, so I, I guess, uh, Slitterhead was announced, which is from, uh, the people who came up with Silent Hill. So I don't know. It It looks kind of bizarre. The trailer was bizarre. And we've talked before about Japanese game trailers and how kind of confusing they tend to be. And this one was like, it started out like it was going to be this really fucking spooky trailer. Mm-hmm. And then like the music picked up and it was like this metal song and then it got all like fast paced and shit. And then like it went back to being like this really spooky thing. I don't know. It was really weird. So is it so, a scary game or like an action game? It's going to be a horror game, but it might have like action gameplay components. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. Uh, horror games are one of those things that like when I see it, I'll decide if, if it's something that I want to play. But you know, it depends on how the game plays. Because if it plays, if it plays, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. I don't know. There, those kinds of games are a struggle for me. If it plays like Resident Evil Two Remake, then sure, I might <laughs> give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Depending on the rest of like what and they announce in the future. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. This one's this one's tough to read right now. It's like people's faces like fucking open up yeah. and like monsters come out of them or something. I, I don't know. It, it's really bizarre. It's weird. We get, we we uh, finally have the name of the new Sonic game. Sonic Frontier is going to be open world. Going to be available on PS5 and PS4, and it's coming in 2022. 
I don't really care for Sonic. I don't really... Did you see this trailer? I didn't watch the trailer, no. It looked so fucking weird. It was like almost like a photorealistic open world mm. with like a CG Sonic running around in it. Like I didn't see any bad guys or anything. And I was just like, what is this? Like why? Like do people... Like, I don't know, man. I, I'll have to see. I've never been a big fan of Sonic. You know, basically the extent of my my enjoyment of Sonic was like Green Zone level one, which is like the first fucking Sonic game in yeah. Sonic the level in Sonic the Hedgehog. And I remember being super irritated that like I couldn't maintain momentum. And when Sonic isn't going fast, he's super fucking slow. And then Sonic Pinball, which was a fun game. But also incredibly frustrating. You know what it looks like? It looks like I'm looking at it now. Sorry if you if you heard the big loud bing PlayStation thing. I had the uh, volume up, but I'm looking at the trailer now, and it looks like if you just unleash Sonic the Hedgehog in the world of Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. That's what it looks it's like. It's like at to the me. end, he's like at the end, he's like going up against some big yeah, fucking movie. That's power what it looks thing. like. So maybe that's what it's it like is. Sh- Sonic of the Colossus. So that would be really funny. That would be a, a fun crossover. Yeah, and I didn't watch any of the New Horizon Forbidden West trailer. Um, There's nothing to see. Yeah. I mean, it's basically just a minute of her just like fucking up some robot dinosaurs. That's basically it. Yeah, and changing her costume. A couple yeah, of times. I don't even want to watch it. It's going to spoil it at this point. So Elden Ring got a new CG trailer again. It's not a game I'm interested in. Didn't watch it. Jake, anything about Elden so, Ring? <laughs> so the, I did watch. I mean, I watched uh, just to kind of prepare for this episode. I basically watched all the trailers. The student <laughs> and uh, well, because I didn't watch the game awards, so I wanted to make sure I was at least educated a little bit on it. I and saw way less than I thought I did. Go ahead. The Elden Ring trailer was cool. The thing about those games is that they look so fucking cool. I just can't play them. Mm-hmm. I can't play them. They're too hard. I. I mean, I like. I understand that there's that that video game contingent that's like get good and all this shit, but it's mm-hmm. like, look, I don't have time to get good for this game. Like, I just, I, I'm not saying that they should put an easy mode. I know that not not every game is for everyone, but it's just one of those games where it's like, and George R R Martin like did the did the treatment for this, oh, okay. so like like all the story and lore and everything, and it seems. Almost like if you watch the trailer, it's like a story trailer. So it's a CG trailer that just kind of kind of explains the story a little bit. Mm -hmm. To me, it just seems like Lord of the Rings meets Game of Thrones. But I don't know. I mean, it it it, to be fair though, it looks really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Like the trailer looks good. You know what I mean? I just I probably won't play it. Yeah, yeah. And then we got more gameplay footage for uh, the upcoming Forspoken game, which is pretty interesting and it looks this game looks awesome I hope it doesn't suck it looks so good I, I'm really excited for this game yeah so yeah I, I mean I watched the, the gameplay or I watched the trailer and you know it's if it's coming out in May like I'm just gonna probably not really I'm gonna try and forget about it until mm-hmm. it comes out I'm sure if it's a because I think it's is it a Sony exclusive do you remember uh, for the first two years I believe okay so maybe I don't know if it's not an exclusive exclusive I don't know if Sony would do a state of play on it mm-hmm. but um, I mean everything about it looks like it's something that I'd enjoy and so I'm I'm really 
stoked yeah, on it. Yeah, and, and for the sake of consolidating a bit of the show, we had a news point about this. The PlayStation blog actually has a really cool article up. You see some new villains in this in this new trailer, and I think to, to coincide with the, the new trailer, the PlayStation blog provided a nice write-up about some of the villains you're going to meet in Forspoken. So if you guys want to check that out, you can. Always cool in- info on that blog. I'm telling you guys, go check it out. There's always something kind of interesting on it. Yeah, and there was, al- there was also a news point um, that I read on Push Square mm-hmm. about uh, they've already in- – Square Enix is, is the publisher of this game, has already announced DLC – called Intanta. I think that's how you say it. Intanta, we trust. Yeah. And uh, apparently, if you buy the digital deluxe version of the game, you're, you'll be able to get uh, to play the DLC early, which is like one of those things that's like, okay, whatever. Well, I mean, I- I'm not going to buy the digital deluxe version of the game if the fucking yeah. DLC looks good. If the game's good, I'll just buy the DLC and play it when it comes out. I got to check. But some people might be interested in that. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to check the price on that because I think I saw a Reddit post where they were selling this game for $100. I think it was like 90 bucks, 80 or 90 for bucks. For the regular for the- game? No, for the digital deluxe version. Well, I guess if you're getting free DLC, I mean, is it free at that point is the question, right? Digi- yeah. Digital deluxe, uh, $94.99, and the full game is 70 So okay. you're, you're spending makes sense. 20 25 bucks for the deluxe portion of the game. So, um, All right. So, go yeah, ahead. I don't know. Uh I mean, I don't know that we need to. I mean, we we could literally be here all day. We don't got to talk about we it all. Kind of suicide. Bang on all new these, stuff. But, suicide Squad came out. We don't care. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks cool. It, it's just not. I mean, Suicide Squad is one of those things where, it, <laughs> like how, like you kind of already mentioned, we we're we're not like the biggest uh, DC you know, superhero, superhero fans. I like right? superheroes. So, I collect comic books, but I, I'm not really into Suicide Squad. So, so yeah, the the next one they have on here though, Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, did you ever play Plague Tale Innocence? Yeah, dude, we talked about it on the show. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And it, uh, I can't remember. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. I did. I thought it was, I thought it was good. It was way longer than I expected it to be. It was a, it was a. I don't know that it was if it was too long. I think it felt a little long because you were doing the same thing the whole time. Yes. And it looks like the new game is going to give you some more combat abilities to kind of change it up a little bit and make the game a little more interactive, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I think will do the game a lot of uh, a lot of justice. So I'm I am looking forward to Plague Tale Requiem. We both discussed how we really liked the time period that it was set in. Um, yeah, and the thing about cool. yeah, so it's called a Plague Tale Requiem. Um, I don't know if there's a release anticipated for this one. 2022 is what the trailer says. So. That is going to be a cool game, and I hope they get the attention they deserve because I think people, while I think when a Plague Tale originally came out, I don't think people really like were on on that shit. And then like over time, it had made certain sales, and people would pick it up, you know, because it was discounted or whatever. And people, oh, that's a really cool game. I like that game. And then over time, it kind of picked up speed. I think people really like that game, so that's cool. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Saints Row, new gameplay trailer this you want to. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, no longer a PlayStation exclusive from the 16th of December. 
Yeah, so it. my understanding is not that it's going to Xbox, but that it will be available on the Epic Games Store. Okay. So it'll be available on PC. Interesting. It's funny, too, because you were like, man, I don't know if we should talk about all these things. We'll be here forever. And I'm like, people tune into the podcast to hear us talk about this stuff. And I'm laughing. Yeah. I'm like, well, to be fair, we got to record another episode today if we can fit it in. Um, but yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, Persona 4 news, Warhammer. We talked Did about you that. see the Steel Rising thing? Uh, no. No, what's that? So Steel... So Steel Rising is like this French Revolution fucking steampunk thing. I, I mean, the trailer is like a CG trailer, so I'm not really sure what it is. But it looks like you're you're gonna play, maybe play as like some fucking steam powered robot in like the French Revolution. I, it's really bizarre looking. Like it looks aesthetically really cool. I'm looking at um, it. Now, yeah, it looks and, rad. And it's made by. Uh, spiders, I think. I don't even know who that, that is. They, they did. Uh, what was that? Greedfall, that game oh, that just came out. Okay, yeah. And, and people have been really high on them recently as like an A tier, maybe double A tier kind of developer. So, uh, I, I would say that this game has promise. It I mean, looks the setting rad. is definitely it, the setting is definitely interesting. I so yeah. I'm I'm interested in more dude i saw the title of it here and i just assumed it was like some sort of mech game that was just going to be cheesy i thought it was like looks awesome i thought it was like what was uh wasn't there a game called like battalions of steel or something it was like a fucking tank game so like that's was my first thought but then i saw it said it was steampunk french revolution i'm like okay i'll check this out Mm because that sounds fucking dope And we're getting a Leatherface game. Check Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It looks like it's like an all versus one kind of uh, game, akin to like what was that? Dead by Daylight, maybe was was the game where. Well, and what about uh, like Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah, like right? a game like that. I don't know. But it's I mean, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Are these games still a thing? Like I don't know. I, I don't play multiplayer games, so I'm not sure. Yeah, but I think it, I think it looks cool. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, let me see. PUBG Battlegrounds going free to play next year. Rumbleverse, another battle royale coming. It's a brawler though. Uh, just, just skip past that. Star Trek Resurgence sets phasers to stun. What this is on? We're reading these off the Push Square site. There were so many fucking announcements. So this Star Trek game, I think, is a Telltale game, or it, no, it no, no, no. Some of the Telltale employees. Um, or, you're thinking, you're thinking yeah, the Expanse. This one is no. The Expanse one is Telltale. Oh, okay, I think this is. Blah, 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 blah. Is this from the people that did Bridge Crew, the PSVR game? No, it's not. I don't think so. Uh, okay, so it is a team comprised of Telltale Games alumni. Okay, so maybe uh, you're right then. And and it is. It, it looks like you know, kind of a Telltale game, maybe with a little bit better graphics or whatever, yeah. but. I mean, if you're a Star Trek fan, you don't really have anything to play in the Star Trek universe <laughs> on video game consoles. So yeah. uh, maybe this will be interesting for you. Yeah. All right. I'm looking at Babylon's Fall. Looks fine. Looks like a hack and slash game. Um, <laughs> Among Us and VR. That's interesting. Among Us was that cult game where, like, it was a co-op game. We were all on, like, a spaceship, and it's like a who who done it or who's it, and everyone tries to, like rat out the person who's like the killer and uh, you have to go perform certain tasks on the spaceship and it's interesting that they're going VR with it and I bet you that'd be a hell of a lot of fun 
It would be really fun, I think. It seems really it seems really funny. Yeah. Because like when when you watch people play it, they get all panicky when they're not in VR. Like, oh my gosh, I'm in the same room with this person. What if this person's it? What if this person is the person? What if this is the killer? You know, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? But like to be in VR and have the conversations and like be in this yeah. I think it'd be it's genius actually. Uh, this actually looks really cool. Now I don't know that I'll ever play it. I would love to play it with only f- real world friends. I think it'd be a blast. But to get a room of, like, you know, eight or nine people with VR headsets that you know, like, in a game would be kind of tough. I don't know how many people you need to have in a game, but I think it's quite a bit. (laughs) Um, So crazy. Don't care about the new Sonic movie. Uh, Life is Strange Colors Developer Adapting the Expanse. Yeah, so this this next one is they're talking about the new Telltale Expanse series. Yeah, yeah. Which... Fred, have you you haven't ever like read or listened to any of the expansions? I've watched. I've watched the TV series. I've seen the first two or three seasons. So, I've listened to all of the audiobooks of the Expanse series, and they're really fucking good. Yeah, they're really and, good. And I I think that the the TV show is an admirable adaptation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like a hundred percent great, but it's pretty good. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what a telltale like game in this universe ends up being. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit going on in those, those uh, books. And this could be pretty interesting. There's a so, lot of like political, like not, yeah, not our politics. political, but like fictional political stuff. going. Yeah. There's on. like, like factions and, and belters. You know, yeah, right. Between like the Belters and the Earthers and all this stuff, and the people from Mars are like the three main factions, right? And so it's it could be pretty interesting. I thought that Telltale was still dead, but apparently they're not dead, and they're making this game now. So hopefully, this game doesn't run like shit. But yeah. it looks so. The trailer looks okay, but it's not really. Yeah, I was kind of excited. I had this on in the background. Now, granted, like I haven't read the books or listened to them like you have or whatever, but I have watched the 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 series. And I think initially it was on Amazon Prime or maybe it was on Hulu, and then it was going somewhere else because it got canceled. And then they come back, and it's good. It's it's a lot of good acting and stuff, but. When they first uh, started airing the trailer, it just looked like a space game, and I was like, okay. And then it was like I heard them say Belters, and I was like, is this a fucking Expanse game? And then it was. I was like, oh, this is cool. So I, I think if you're familiar with the IP, I think there's probably going to be something in it for you. Or if you're not, maybe go check it out. Um, sorry, I just kicked my mic stand. Uh, but yeah, so it, it looked interesting. This is going to be a little bit longer of a podcast, Jake. We're already over an hour. Um, Luckily, there wasn't a ton of news for us to talk about when we get through these games. What about this Evil West game they announced? Did that look? I cool think it to you? looks cool. Mm-hmm. I think it looks fucking cool. I don't necessarily agree with Push Square's uh, saying saying that it's looks like a third person Doom because to me it doesn't look like it's the gameplay doesn't look fast paced and arcadey enough to be a doom game yeah but but i see what they're saying as far as like demons that you're fighting you're fighting demons in like a hellscape but it's like wild west almost it seems honestly it looks like it could be really fun it's kind of like he's kind of like cybernetic too he's got like some magic to him it's not just shotguns and and you know rifles he's got 
the the protagonist. He's got like some glowing shit on him and stuff. So he's he's equipped with like some sort of cybernetic arm. And uh yeah, yeah, it looks interesting. I didn't even know anything about it. Um but hey, you know, I I mean, we need more games like that, I think. Anyways, moving on. Cuphead has DLC coming out called The Delicious. Is 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 it a DLC or is it just Delicious Last Course DLC? It's the acronym for Is it Cuphead 2? Is this it does say DLC Island with Cuphead, but is it is it it's not is it DLC is the question. That's fucking confusing. I think it's DLC. I think it is DLC. Why would they do that? Why would they make it confusing? Yeah, I don't know. I, they probably just they probably did that to be w- kind of cheeky, but yeah. It's uh it is a little bit confusing. Man, this is one of those games that is like to me I want to love it. Cuphead is one of the like artistically one of the best looking games of the last fucking 20 years. But it's just so hard. Like I I mean, I haven't played it, so I don't know, but like people that I other you know, outlets that I listen to and things like that have talked endlessly about how impossible this game is. And I just don't know. I don't know if I want to try it or not. I mean, I do want to try it, but I don't know that I want to buy it and then end up not playing it because it's you'll play so it. Cause it's fun. I played it on my brother's switch on his TV, you know, and that the switch you can broadcast to the TV. He was doing that and we played it, but that his little fucking controller was so hard. I think people like you and I who grew up with games like this would be probably pretty good at it. Because mm. this is the kind of game I grew up playing, so I love that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know, man. That's probably what's this Hellsinger Metal Hellsinger headbanging. So, PS4? so do you remember the game BPM <laughs> no. Bullets Per Minute? No. But it was like a it was like a first person shooter, but it was rhythm based. No. So like if you you know killed enemies to the beat of the music while it was playing, like you get bonuses and mm-hmm. all this kind of shit. Well, this is a basically the same kind of thing but it's all fucking metal music and they've got all of these like famous heavy metal vocalists and stuff that's contributing awesome. and all this stuff so like it seems pretty interesting and I- i'm totally down with the concept but it sounds like it would be really hard to to like chain all your kill shots bad guys stuff. with the rhythm like it's one thing if you're only focusing on the rhythm like a game like guitar here or amplitude mm-hmm. or fucking uh uh, what was the what was the one that we talk about that's awesome in VR with the Thumper. Scarab? Thumper, yeah. But like this, where you're focusing on the aiming and the shooting and the fucking rhythm and all that, like it seems like it would be a challenge. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it does it does sound interesting to me though. I hope I because because they got all these artists on board, I hope they are actually trying. And it's not just I don't want to say I hope that they're actually I'm sure they're actually trying, but I hope they put the resources in to make it like a good game and not have it just be a steaming pile but and because they spent all their money on fucking hiring the lead singer of trivium as opposed to yeah yeah, as opposed to like putting money in the development of the game itself it looks good i mean looking at it it looks good i yeah but you're right there there's it's already hard enough to defeat bosses and defeat enemies and stay alive but to do it it certain times like you have to kill this person on like the third kick drum of the second verse the intro you know well I, mean? I don't think it's i don't think it's that complicated <laughs> it looks like the reticle is like a diamond mm. and then there are lines that come in 
and they hit on the beats, Mm -hmm. right? So like you see when you're aiming, when the beats come in and you can kind of fire at that. And I don't think that, I don't do you get know penalized for not doing it, or do you just get bonuses for being on time? If they did, that would be fucked. I'd be surprised if that's the like case. You lose My health every that, time you miss a beat or something. Yeah. <laughs> My guess is that it just doesn't. Like you get benefits for being on right. the or maybe beat. you kinda heal. Like, yeah, kind of like in Doom, mm. where like if you use the flamethrower on a bad guy, you get like armor back and stuff. Yeah. So like I'm guessing it's probably shit like that okay and then last but not least about the game awards that i want to bring something up that bethesda did and i thought it was really fucking weird but it was really smart at the same time did you see what they did i saw something but i didn't so it must be the head of the head of bethesda or something they had a video right and he just starts talking he's like hey guys uh you know it's nice to see everybody again and then as he's talking there are Steam codes, PlayStation codes, Xbox codes on the video just scrolling the whole time, both sides. And he's like, you know, we at Bethesda, you know, would like to. And then he does like the turn and the camera shows him. And there's like a little bird above his head. And he's like, wanted to say thank you for a good year of gaming. And we thought there'd be no better way than to maybe give you guys a free download. So like in this video was long and these codes are just flying, right? And I'm thinking, what a smart way to release free games and not have hackers or whatever be able to steal them. It's not anywhere where you can copy and paste. You can't run a bot on a video and pull text from it, right? To go. So I'm like, oh my gosh. And I wasn't, I was like about 40 minutes behind on the Game Awards. So I had started my stream late. And I'm looking at these codes. I'm like, oh my God. Like, Surely, if I try enough, I'll be able to get a game, right? And the PlayStation codes are 12, 12 digits or t- 12 characters. So I try one. It's like, sorry, this code's already taken. Try to know this code's already taken. I'm like, ah, fuck it. And I put one in, and, and it, Doom Eternal came up, free download. And I'm like, what? I'm like, this can't be real. And I'm like, wait, I think I have Doom Eternal. Do I? And then I paused, and I went to Safari to see like if that was the Doom that I had, and it wasn't. And then I went to purchase it. It was already in my car. I said, sorry, this item's been taken. I was like, God damn it. So then I went back to try to cut more codes. Doom Eternal came up again. And I went to click it. And it was like, sorry, it's been taken. But like, it was a really clever play on Bethesda's part to give away free games to gamers who were tuned into the Game Awards like that. I think it wasn't just Doom. I, I, I was on Reddit. Some people got Fallout. And there were Steam codes. There were Xbox codes. There were PlayStation codes. So if you knew what code how many characters you were looking for you could pause the video and hurry up and try to pause and put it in and i think uh, surely by now they're all gone but there jake there were there had to have been 2000 codes like there were so many codes like it was uh, insane that's really cool i didn't know i saw that there was something going that they were doing something but i didn't know what it was that's really fucking cool though it's, a, it's too bad you didn't get too, too, it's too bad you didn't get doom eternal though because that game is fucking lit yeah i it's didn't so good. i didn't get it i could have if i wouldn't have paused it if i would have just hit boom boom redeem i think i would have got it but i was like i think i have that one but i didn't that, yeah. that's on me anyways it is cool that they did that so as we do with every show man let's get on with some of the gaming news now you type these up and uh i'm i'm not Tune I can go through these. this if you want. Yeah, why don't you head them off? I'll yeah, provide we, we'll comment. Just, we'll just blast through them real quick. Um, the first thing and probably the the probably the biggest thing that I saw outside of the Game Awards is that Sony recently purchased another studio, Valkyrie Entertainment. Mm. And I don't know if you remember they there was that indie game Guns Up. It was like a you know like a small downloadable title uh, that people seem to really like. 
that the, that studio since they released that game from my understanding has been basically doing mostly support work for other teams doing stuff for like god of war and forza and and stuff like that and so sony picked them up and herman holst who's the head of playstation studios tweeted out the following today today we announced uh, and it's the Twitter handle for Valkyrie Entertainment. We'll be joining the PlayStation Studios family. The studio will be making invaluable contributions to key PlayStation Studio franchises. So to me, it sounds like Sony bought this team specifically as a support studio. Yeah. So I don't know that they're going to be buying or, or, or doing any sort of original content out of Valkyrie, but that is it's possible that that could change. I don't know if you have any opinions on that. Uh, no, I mean, you know, they gotta, they gotta stay relevant, Sony. They got, you know, if they have talent and they recognize talent and if they have the cash to purchase it and they know, you know, they're making plans for the future, I guess it just makes sense. I've never played Guns Up. I think that's cool that they got a hold of uh, them and did this. You know, again, it's just one of those things where, you know, that's a management decision on their part. And if they want to put the cash towards them. Who knows what they purchased them for, whatever, what they acquired them for. But that's good for Valkyrie, too, because I'm sure they wouldn't have taken the deal if it wasn't a good deal, right? So, uh, you married. Well, my thought, my, my only thought about it really, too, is that games, these big tentpole games now are getting so big and so expensive and take so long to make mm-hmm. that it probably is almost impossible to do them without having like your own internal support studio yeah. to make things go a little bit smoother Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that like help out with some of the shit that you know some of the grunt work of game development like asset development and you know maybe some basic stuff i don't know i don't know i like the idea i like the idea of like you know like every every office has like a like a tech department like you know how do i get this to work in our system you know so like to think that like Sony can acquire teams that are support studios that can help develop stuff and help do things. It's cool. But, like, I wonder who their rock star list is. Not rock star games, but, like, who are their guys that, like, like the Mark Cernies? I'm sure he's not the only one that's, like, as smart as he is. That, like, you know, Naughty Dog's having a trouble, like, working on writing a game for PS5 or something. And they're like, we can't figure this fucking problem out. Well, let's let's call... It's called support and see if they can help us. Like, who are those people, right? Some so, guy you've never heard of. Yeah, who's just like some sort of genius. So, I mean, that's that's cool. Uh, you know, and I think the, the sooner you acquire extra talent like this, and, you know, if they're helping uh, first-party people develop for the PS5, you know, Valkyrie's going to help with this studio, that studio, this studio, that studio. They're going to have, they're going to become pretty experienced pretty fast if, if you just dedicate them to like that kind of stuff. So it, yeah, you got to, you got to build the talent in these teams and you got to keep it and you should retain it. And I think it's a good, I think it's a good call. I mean, you, you need people who are, you know, not necessarily jacks of all trades, like somebody who, who knows how to program for PS5 or knows how to, you know what I mean? Like the current stuff. You need people to know how that stuff works. So, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that definitely makes sense. So that's um, cool. okay. So yeah, moving on the you know the fucking newest pinpoint in the blue box saga is that apparently, according to them, the playable prologue chapter for Abandoned is going to be released in quarter one of 2022, and I'll believe it when I see it. Slash, don't give a shit. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what your opinion. I deleted it off my PlayStation. I had their little uh, downloadable trailer player that thing. That four second fucking thing. That was like 35 gigs or whatever. Yeah, I, I deleted <laughs> it. I, I don't trust it. You're right. It's probably China spying on us. Or Russia. <laughs> one of those countries that hate us. Um, um, so weird. Okay, so uh, moving on, the standalone versions of Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy apparently are being removed from the PlayStation Store. And this is because they're releasing that Legacy of Thieves kind of collection it's supposed to come out in January, and I don't know why they would remove the the standalone versions of the game so early when the the collection isn't coming out till next month. But I, don't know, I guess it makes sense. Maybe take them off and build hype, or, or maybe they're saying that they're going to take them off to get people to purchase them or something. I, I don't know. So, but uh, yeah, I don't understand. Like, what if you only want to buy Uncharted Four? can't so now you have just, to just buy. like now you just like now you can't only buy uncharted one right you have to buy the nathan drake collection um i guess i didn't realize that so they're pretty much you know they they've devalued their game uncharted 4 was reduced in cost price right it's been down to like 20 bucks or something mm-hmm. and you know now they have this collection they have an excuse now now if you want uncharted 4 and you didn't get it now you have to buy it for 50 bucks or whatever for the collection yeah, or whatever that's it is. The only yeah, I don't know it. what it's going to cost it's an interesting move I mean it's business yeah yeah. I mean that's fine whatever you're right it's weird they're taking it down before the game's out but whatever everyone who wants that game probably has it so the, the next thing I have in the list here is the, the Ubisoft NFT thing which you'd sent me a message about this early in the week about like you know Ubisoft is is putting going to put NFTs in their games which NFT stands for non-fungible token, which is basically like you can own something digitally. Like they put your unique ID for this item in the blockchain. I'm not even going to try to explain like the, the technical side of it. But basically what it means is that you specifically own something. Like let's say there's an image. You can own, to be fair, I personally think that traditionally NFTs are a fucking scam because basically the way that it works is someone will sell you like a picture of like a trading card of LeBron James and it would be like, oh, you, Fred Oakman, are the official owner of this picture, picture. but anybody else can just right click and say save as on that image and use it for whatever the fuck they want Or, or, or they can have it. And oh, by the way, even though if it's a picture of LeBron James, even though you have the NFT and you quote unquote own it, you don't have the rights to use it. Hmm. Like like LeBron James is, still has rights over that because it's his fucking p- face yeah. on the picture. You know what I mean? So like they're just it's a scam. It's kind of like uh, it, owning a star. Yeah, exactly. Basically, right? And and the only value it has is the value that you attribute to it and like you could sell it to somebody else. Like I named the star you, after you. You can't use it for anything. Yeah. So NFTs, in my opinion, basically a scam. But Ubisoft is talking about integrating this into their video games, which to me, this is one place where it actually kind of makes sense. Cuz think about think about something like uh a skin or like a jacket in a video game. Sure. And in a video game, it's controlled, right? The, the, 
you, Fred Oakman, buy the NFT fucking cyberpunk jacket for your character in Far Cry 6, right? And so now you, Fred Oakman, are the only person in the world with that fucking jacket. Nobody can copy it. Nobody can do anything with it because it's within a Ubisoft-controlled game. So you have the only jacket like that. The only version. And so you actually own something that you could sell to somebody else, and now they are the only ones that have that jacket. You actually transfer it to them. There's no other instance of it. Right. So it's not like you can just copy it and keep peace for yourself or or like, you know, it's like to me, this is one of those places where it kind of makes sense a little bit where it's like, okay, if you're going to spend money on uh, cosmetics, right, because you care about making your character look interesting in Fortnite, for example, you don't want to run into someone else that looks just like you. Think about how cool. Yeah, exactly. Think about how cool it would be is if you actually owned owned that cosmetic yeah you personally own that cosmetic nobody else has it just you that'd be cool i think that's pretty pretty neat idea now though because it's ubisoft they'll probably drop a huge fucking stinker all over Mm. it and it'll probably end up being some kind of scam Mm. but in concept i think it's a pretty interesting idea i don't know if you have any opinions yeah no that thanks for explaining that because i I sent you that link and i wasn't even quite sure the implications of that that's really interesting i really do you remember back in the day like with the ea sports you could like take a picture of your face and put it on a character and it never really quite looked like you i want to be able to do that now with like the newest tech like with like the 3d face scanning software they have and stuff on your phones i want to i want that in video games and I want to own my face in the vision in the division, which is yeah. Ubisoft. So yeah, I want to. It would be cool. Scan my face because everyone's going to want it as soon as they see it, and then <laughs> walk around the fucking division, <laughs> fucking face, dude. And like, you can't. I'll, yeah. I'll sell you my face for like uh, ten bucks. It'd be cool, right? No, no, I'm I mean, just it, joking, but it would be cool. Like, why don't they bring that face scanning shit back? I mean, they have the technology to do it now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. That I would kind of love die in the water. Could you imagine having a division games. character that literally looked like you? How fucking rad! To me, would that be would be neat. rad. It is strange that they haven't. Nobody's sort of. Maybe they they have data where like nobody used that feature well, because it was it kind didn't of work. a pain in the ass. It didn't work, really and it didn't well. work super great. But like, if they were to come back with it and be like, okay, we're gonna do face scanning shit, and it's gonna look. Like with Unreal Engine Five, it looks almost exactly like you. Be so and it's like, awesome. okay, that's pretty. Difficult. I still talk about. I still, and this is a little this same same t- topic, but I still bring this up all the time. We were laughing to the point of crying and not being able to talk when we were on tour. Signal home. We had a conversion van, and we had a PS2 or a PS3 in between the two front seats the driver's seat and the passenger seat and we mounted this fucking thing and put a TV in there and a PS2 and we had a conversion converter box power power inverter box and we had a PS2 and we'd fucking be playing Tony Hawk back there and Paul was dead asleep in the back and, and Brand was like uh, man can you he goes dude try to make Paul Dean try to make Paul Dean as a skater because you can make your own character tweak their faces you can do that in all the games now still Paul has such an identifiable look that I I a hundred percent like you couldn't do better. 
somehow that night on our trip to like Alabama, you know, to play a show in the middle of two in the morning, I'm there in the backseat of the van recreating Paul Dean's face on Tony Hawk Pro Skater, whatever version it was. You would have thought that I was a I was a graphic artist because it looked <laughs> just just like him. Because I, you know, anyone who knows Paul, he's a little bit of an underbite. He's got these big glasses. Um, at the time, he had this long hair, and it, on the tour, he was always rolling his jeans up to his knees, and he's so skinny, he looks like Gumby. I made this guy. Man, it looked a hundred percent like Paul. Like we're doing kickflips with him, and he's got these rolled up jeans. Like, <laughs> he's got the fucking oh god. And then it, it would go to the cutscenes, and like in that Tony Hawk Pro Skater game, your character would be implemented into the cutscenes. I don't think they would have any dialogue, but they'd be like there watching other skaters or professional skaters talk and stuff. And he's just like sitting there, like nodding his head and stuff. And like I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> and, and Paul's just like passed out in the back. And then we had to wake him up and show him. And it was on a memory card, and I I can't find it, but I have no video of it. But it was the coolest thing. So I really want to be able to have myself or my friends in the games that I play. And it, it would just up it a little bit if I mean because like people online aren't going to know this is what you really look like right so you don't if people are worried about identity theft or like a non-anonymity they don't want the, their their visual likeness to be used that's fucking fine don't do it make me sign an agreement i don't care i want my face on a character in a video game that i can control it would be so cool I feel like they could even go a step further for like most games where there's very little dialogue for custom characters and be like, okay, now record yourself saying this line. Oh, now man. record yourself laughing. And it would put all your fucking voice and shit in there too. I think that would be so cool. It would be so cool. Yeah, we're almost there. But I, I just don't think that like I – would, I would actually – if that was a feature, they're like, okay, in the division, uh, you can use all these things or you can fuck with our face – transformer where you can try to make your own character look different or whatever or for 10 bucks or 15 bucks you can use this app and scan your face and put it on your character and it will look like you i would do it i would do it a hundred percent it'd be so cool it should be like a paid feature maybe it would be awesome really cool way better than any fucking cosmetic Definitely. Yeah, that would definitely be cool. Okay, so let's bounce off these yeah, last couple sorry. news points here. Nothing really crazy. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is apparently getting new DLC that's supposed to be revealed tomorrow, 12-13. Um, apparently it's going to revolve around like mythical creatures and realms of Norse mythology, and it's going to be released. The rumor is it's going to be released on March 10th. Mm. I don't give a shit because I haven't played this game, but... I know a lot of people did like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, yeah. so if you if you're into it, uh, you got some DLC coming. Apparently, it might be a pretty sizable one, so that's cool too. And then the last thing I put on here, and I actually don't care about GTA Online at all. I just thought it was kind of cool that they're doing a fucking a DLC story about Dr. Dre, which is pretty neat. And they're gonna have basically the whole story is Dr. Dre loses his phone that's got all this unreleased music on it, so you and like have to help Franklin figure it out or find it Hmm. and then apparently it's got like and uh they're adding a new radio station to the game like to listen to when you're in the cars and stuff Mm -hmm. that will have like exclusive dr dre tracks and shit on it which is pretty cool i mean because if you if you were a a child of the 90s like you remember dr dre and shit like that being on the radio and stuff and he's been kind of sort of uh producing he's like a producer he, yeah he, he's been transparent like as an artist for the past probably 20 years almost at this point but he's still like 
it was a big deal in the nineties, mm-hmm. especially when like the, you know, you remember like when the first couple, uh, Eminem albums came out. Yeah. Forget about was on those. And yeah. I mean, uh, just pretty cool. I mean, just it was like when I saw that name, I was like, "Oh, that just reminds Dre, me." Of Dre, the old days. yeah, Dr. Dre wrote a lot of cool rap songs. And like, what's interesting about him is, I think the newer generation they only know his name because of the Beats headphones. They yeah. don't realize that he's like this legend from back in the day, you know. So that's cool, man. Uh, I don't have GTA uh, Five online. Four. Yeah, I don't. Is it four or five that we're on? We're on four. Five. We're on five. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Jesus. Yeah, I don't have it on PS5. I kind of want it, but you had a bad experience with that game. You lost your save. And then- well, it was just when it... Yeah, well, yeah, that was on PS3. I mean, I assume all that shit is figured out at this point. And it's first that was, person, too, which seems That was awesome. seven years ago. So I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to jumping back into it. Yeah, that's a game I'd like uh, to jump back into. Um, well, let's get into the new games this this uh, week, Jake. And again... Thankfully, there's only three. Yeah, there's only three, <laughs> and we'll let you go. We, we appreciate you listening to the show this long, and I know that's why you guys tune in, but sometimes, you know, Jake and I just feel like we're just just talking to talk, and that's not really what we try to do here on the show. We like to talk about things we're passionate about. So, and we have another podcast we're going to record after this. We're going to talk about our uh, bucket list, our uh, back catalog, and we're going to post because of the holidays coming up. We're gonna we're gonna record a few episodes and get them scattered throughout the rest of the year. And I hope that you guys enjoy them. But the new games coming out December fourteenth, Among Us, PS Five, PS Four. Is this the is this the VR version or is it just the regular? No, version? I think it's just regular. Version. Okay, and then it's Among Us, I don't think is currently on PlayStation. Okay, that sounds right. And then December fifteenth, Eterna Noctis on PS Five, and then the sixteenth is uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach on PS Five, PS Four. So that's exciting. Um, I think that's probably going to wrap it up. Oh, we didn't we didn't have a closer. I didn't put it down there. I just know it has to begin with the letter J. Well, the first one's easy. Um, but, yeah, so thanks for tuning in, guys. And we do want you all to have a – because by the time you're listening to this, um, I think Christmas will be hitting before the next episode. So make sure you guys have a nice holiday, uh, whatever you celebrate, Christmas. Spend time with your family and loved ones. Um, make sure you are um, you know, getting some game time in, but also make sure you're spending time with your family. That's big. And I'm unfortunately – I say unfortunately now, but it's probably for, for – for the better I'm I'm not taking any gaming down in North Carolina with me so I'm really going to be behind on my games but um, you know we can't always fit it in and uh, it's not for lack of trying because I'm having drain issues here at my house right now played gigs Friday and Saturday at some point you got to spend time with your family and, and do that stuff. So order you get, the harder it is. But we're going to post our next episode. You guys can look forward to episode number 200 which will be uh, Jake and I's back catalog. We're going to talk about games that we want to play. So make sure you guys tune into that next week. And you'll be able to also catch it on YouTube. I believe we're going to put it on YouTube. Jake's battery. I don't know how we're going to do the battery situation with this camera, but we're going to figure it out. And uh, we're going to get that recorded here soon. And then uh, episode 201 is going to be an episode about our favorite games of the year that we played that we really enjoyed and maybe some other talk. So, yeah, I don't know. And as promised, yeah, this is the last time you have to endure this. But uh, between now and the new year, uh, we're going to grace you. It might be one more. Uh, but we're gonna uh, we're going to grace you with our our Christmas song. Uh, Jake and I wrote it's called "Tis the Season" in Northwestern PA, 
and it's performed by myself and The Flood, which Jake is a part of. Um, Jake and I co-wrote this song together, and uh, you can stream the song on your favorite streaming platform, so be sure to share this track on your social media to help yours truly earn those royalty checks. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. Thanks again for that gift card. Uh, Vince, I think your name was Vince. Um, sorry if it wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was. Come on. Uh, Vince, yeah, I got it. Awesome. I should look at the notes. Whew, that would have been embarrassing. Anyways, thanks to the patrons out there, too. And uh, you guys be well. Stay safe. Stay warm. And so like Jack and Daxter, Jetpack Joyride, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.